It's June 20th. We're reading through the Bible in a year. We've come to the end of Nehemiah, chapters 12 and 13. This is the end of the entire time frame of the Old Testament, by the way. This starts the 400 silent years. Now, of course, we've got more books to read in the Old Testament, but all the books that uh, we read from this point on fit somewhere into the time frame from Genesis to Nehemiah. And uh, so we'll get into more of that as we move through each of those books. But right now in Nehemiah chapter 12, we have the priest being listed, uh, even though we're dealing with the walls and the construction of the city of Jerusalem. Remember Ezra, we got the temple built. That's the first priority, spiritual things first. And then now we have the walls that are built. Uh, Everybody is joyful here in this chapter. It's a good end to everything that's been going on and uh, all that was done in 52 days back there in chapter six. Uh, a lot of things have happened, but now we get it solidified, we get it ceremonially uh, put in place, and uh, the restoration is complete. The problem is there's still issues, and in chapter 13, we've got Nehemiah showing his indignant um, response to the, to the sin that's taking place, and he, makes a, he gives us a reminder of why he's so zealous for making sure these people do what is right in part because he remembers everything that took them into exile to start with. Of course, he'd learned these things as he had studied them. They had Ezra had been reading the law. There was all of this recalling of God's um, faithfulness to punish the people, right? He was going to bring judgment upon them for their sin. And now as Nehemiah gets everything in place, we see him get very angry, so angry he beats someone up here at the end of the chapter because they're not obeying the law of God. The issue of the ceremonial law, like the Sabbath keeping, uh, he reminds them that really mathematically it came down to how many Sabbath years that they neglected doing what God had asked them to do regarding that uh, very important ceremonial symbol between Israel and God uh, that they spent those 70 years, I mean, to the year in Babylonian captivity. So um, he's mad and he's angry. In a few situations there, the intermarriage, uh, the foreigners and all the idolaters that these men were starting to marry. So uh, we see a lot of anger here in chapter 13 as Nehemiah is zealous for the Lord and for his law. It reminds us, of course, of Jesus tipping over those tables in the uh, Temple Mount. Uh, the money changers and it just sometimes we need to realize that if we're going to be godly and holy and we care about what's right uh, we're going to be angry sometimes at the sin around us and nehemiah in a position of leadership was able to do something about it um, even if he looks back from heaven's perspective and thinks that maybe he dealt with it in a way um, we'll see what what that heaven's perspective is going to be like as he talks about pulling the beard out of some guys and uh, beating them but uh, anyway it's it's incredibly human to read this situation in uh, Nehemiah chapter 13. I'll leave it to you to read. Uh, our New Testament reading is in Acts chapter 4, uh, second half of Acts chapter 4, where uh, Peter and um, John are released, and they come out and they explain the theological objections to the gospel in that... Um, They quote Psalm 2, and they talk about the fact that Christ is always going to be a controversial, polarizing figure, uh, that they're always going to rage against the Lord and against his anointed one, in this case, Christ. And um, then, of course, we end with a great section of how good it is when the people of God live together and care for one another, and they start being really generous. If there's a need, they meet it, and uh, it's a great way to end chapter uh, 4 here in Acts. Now, our community imperative. Um, I wondered whether to put this one is I'm kind of working through Ephesians. We've dealt with a lot of things in Ephesians in our one another studies earlier in the year, but let me just include this one here that uh, may not feel like a community imperative, but I want to seek 
for this to be a value that we always in our subculture of Christianity are going to hold up high. And that is found in the simple instruction of Ephesians chapter 6, verses, uh, verse 1. It's put this way, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Children, obey your parents. I, I just put it this way, the value, uh, we should value, here's our community imperative, value the obedience of children. Children need to be obeying their parents. Uh, as a matter of fact, I jotted this reference down, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, that says that in the last times, uh, there will be difficult days. I mean, there's going to be a tough time. In the last days, will be difficult times are going to come. And one of the things on the list, after saying lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, then it lists this, that people are going to have children that are disobedient. We're not going to have good parenting. We're not going to have that expectation of children obeying their moms and dads. And that's a problem. And so, uh, you know, maybe you're listening to this, or perhaps, I don't know, maybe you're still uh, in your home under the authority of your parents. And then I would say, of course, this applies directly to you. But I know most, most of the people listening to these morning um, devotionals about our daily Bible reading, um, we're thinking, well, you know, I might be a parent or I don't have children in the home. How am I going to, how do I even deal with this community imperative? And I'm going to say that just needs to be our value. It needs to be the kind of value that uh, is evident in what our expectation is regarding parenting and children. And the world's always going to, um, well, they're going to do this or that, you no know, telling what the world's going to do next. But we need to be the kinds of people that realize that divinely uh, established and constituted authority within the home, that in the Lord, that children need to do what their parents say. So, there's our community imperative that we all need to value the obedience of children and encourage that in any way that we can. And um, tomorrow we're back for more as we continue our reading through the Bible in a brand new book in the Old Testament. We'll get into the book of Esther. So we'll see you then.